When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. Everybody, this week's episode of Horror Movie Night is brought to you by our Patreon donator Jack LeBaron. I believe it is. Uh, he, you can find him on Twitter at Hamburglar Jones, which is also his Tumblr account. So you should go and follow him. But now let's talk about a movie. <laughs> night we always repay our debts even if we're long dead much like our buddy charlie in 1987's prison get ready for a bunch of soap dropping jokes terrible lightning effects and for us to ask the question why the fuck is vigo mortensen in this movie on horror movie night uh, first of all i want to say adam because i mean if anybody doesn't know adam writes the intros adam you take that back about the lightning it looks awesome yeah, okay. Lightning can totally turn a, a Gatling gun around and flick switches and stuff. All right, I'll, t- I'll take your word. It's ghost lightning. I'm not an electrician. I don't know anything about <laughs> – I'm not a ghost electrician either. I don't know anything about ghost lightning, so what do I know? So I'm actually trying to find the uh, the original email that we got. This was a, a listener-submitted request from Jason. One more question about ghost lightning. Um, do you guys <laughs> – <laughs> that 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 it could touch you and not hurt you if you wanted it to. I guess I guess it, with its ability to just manipulate objects, Never I guess it could touch to you without electrocuting you. I guess. So I mean, I guess you could get a ghosty electric handy. <laughs> you could. One more question about ghost hand jobs. <laughs> All right. So here's here's the email that we received from Jason. He said. Dear Horror Movie Night Podcasters, thank you for the show. It's like a late-night conversation with my that my friends and I used to have. I would love it if you would consider watching 1987's Prison, with its all-star cast from the 80s. I'm choosing this movie because it was filmed in my hometown of Rawlings, Wyoming, 
and because a friend and I met Tommy Tiny Lister, a nice guy, until a couple years later when he took out Hulk Hogan and all the Hulkamaniacs. Yes, I was a WWF kid. This movie hit theaters around the same time as a little-known cult film called Hellraiser, and guess which one fared better in the long run? Thanks again for the hours of laughs. Keep it up, and I'm sure I can send you a couple more rare movies from my past because I also was a kid who would wander around the video, the horror section of the video store and be enticed by video box cover art. Jason. So thank you, Jason. Um, so I know that this was my first time seeing this movie. I'm pretty sure it was Scott's first time seeing this movie, and I'm pretty sure it was Adam's first time seeing this movie. Uh, yep. Had any of you guys heard about this movie prior? I'd never even heard of it. Okay. It was, this was like, you know, I, I, I was lamenting to one of my other buddies that I don't podcast with, um, about the fact that, you know, I just, that I've seen pretty much all the movies worth seeing from the eighties horror movies. And, uh, I was wrong. This movie <laughs> is just kick ass. Yeah. This it, is a it, really fun movie. It is. It's a good movie. Now there's a reason that it didn't fare well in, in the long run to stand up to Hellraiser because it's not a particularly memorable movie. Um, I don't think I'm going to ever watch it again. Um, but I, I love prison movies. Right off the hop, I do love prison movies. <laughs> but usually love prison movies with a bunch of women, and then the female prison guards, you know, they have their whips and chains, and we know what you're into. You got it, you got it. I actually do love, like, women in heat, and, like, women in cages, and shit like that, like those old fucking crappy black, <laughs> like, prison exploitation movies, and shit like that. Um, here's the other reason that this is hard to, to stand up to the test of time, because when you search for prison in Google or YouTube, you get a lot of stuff, but you don't get this movie. This is not the first. Don't Didn't I tell movie. you guys that this movie is on YouTube and I sent you the link? Didn't I do that? No, you did. You did. I thought you did that for Last Slumber Party. Oh, shit, I'm going to cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so I, I actually... I found it on YouTube. So I had heard of... I own this on Blu-ray and DVD. Um, it was released by... <laughs> it was you released, own two copies? No, no, it was like a double disc. Uh, oh, okay. Like, like one of those... Um, this was released by Scream Factory this past year, so I, I nabbed a copy because I'd always heard of it from the Fangora 101 horror movies you've probably never heard of but should see. Uh, and I'd always been interested in it, but I could never find a fucking copy of it, and then Scream Factory put it out. And my copy came in the mail around the exact same time that Jason emailed us, so I figured I would just hold off on watching it until the episode. So this was my first time watching it, even though I've had the DVD for probably like six months. Um... There is two very important credits that happen in the beginning of this movie, and I'm not sure if you guys caught them. Probably not. Music by Richard Band and executive produced by Charles Band. I think I actually did not see that until the end. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that I said, oh, it, it has uh, my very last note. Fuck, how did I never hear of this movie before? Or dot, dot, dot. It has connections to Puppet Master. My life is complete. So here's <laughs> so here's the story with this movie because apparently, while this came out in '87, it was finished filming around '85. But this was that pro- sounds about right. Well, this was produced by Charles Band for uh, Empire Pictures, and Empire Pictures went bankrupt in '85. So this they had finished uh, the movie, but the studio that had produced it kind of went under. And it took them two years to find a new distributor for the film. Um, I'm pretty sure that distributor ended up being New Line because this is how uh, Rennie Harlan got his foot in the door to do the you know Nightmare on Elm Street for the Dream Master, 
And uh, then he just started making total shit ever since. Uh, but he had a good start. I don't have a ton of notes. This movie was really, really fun. Uh, I love. I have tons of notes. What's wrong with you? Because I got so enticed into the movie that I forgot to write things down. I love the the opening execution shot, though. I love just this continuous POV of you are the prisoner. They they do a lot. Of, like I didn't think about it at the time, but they were you know intentionally trying to protect us from seeing Charlie's face. And I thought that that was actually a cool way to do it. That it's his POV until the second the like mask gets put over his his face. Um, yeah. And this just... But the thing, the only thing about that was that <clears throat> I thought that it was a, a cool effect, but it makes no logical sense to do so because you know it's Charlie the whole goddamn time. Like it's the same guy, and and then at the very end of the movie when you get that denouement of him blast out of the ground and he's like on that metal and wood kind of like scaffolding and he's gonna and then you know then he gets blown up in some sort of explosion or other like um i I get that that was supposed to be more powerful because you finally see his face but he just looks like a corpse so no i thought the big reveal uh, did you miss that that charlie looks exactly like burke like that's the big reveal was when she's looking at the news clippings yeah, the newspaper. He does yeah. look like him. He looks like a bit of like a stockier, chunkier guy. Yeah. Oh. I don't know what that's supposed to imply. <laughs> it's, it's nothing. There's no, <laughs> no reason for it. it it's just it's in the movie. Who knows? Because if you look at the credits on IMDb, Vigo is literally credited as playing Burke and Charlie. <laughs> like, oh. Oh, weird. So, like, he – like, I don't know. Yeah, like, there's – they never really <laughs> – explain why that's a thing in the movie but yeah and, and the chick the chick like sees it in the paper like connects the two is like oh wow Vigo Martinson looks exactly like this guy anyways <laughs> better break him out of here <laughs> <What>? <laughs> uh can we talk about the casting in this is really well done I have to say like the evil warden is great at playing an evil warden the the like all of these prisoners it's impressive to me how much I sympathize with these guys even though, like, it's not like any of them have, like, a I was framed storyline. Like, none of them are, you know, accidentally in this prison. But, like, <laughs> yeah. they they come up with ways to make you care. Like, Herschel, I think is his name. Is that the drunk guy? No, he's the he's the black dude who was on the bus with Rabbit. Gets, is he like, the one that says, like, oh, okay, 40 yeah. times, don't let me die behind these walls? He just yeah. keeps fucking yeah. saying yeah. Well, no, 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 not that old guy. He was the one that was on the bus with Rabbit and gets thrown in the hole. He's the first one that dies when he, like, Oh, the melts. first one that yeah. Die. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I felt so... Because that dude did nothing wrong. <laughs> like, like, it's just well, like... Well, that you saw, maybe, maybe Charlie's ghost could see the true evil in people. That's true. People and I didn't was, even... You know, he's the hero. I maybe we're rooting that. for the wrong people. I don't know. I think you may have a point. I think you may I, have I, a point. I am the intellectual of this podcast, so just stick with there me. Are, there are no intellectuals on this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah. I had to check IMDb, though, to make sure that he wasn't, um, I wanted to make sure he wasn't the black guy from Spaceballs, because <laughs> the way that he was screaming, like, oh, God, watch out for that wall! All I could think of in my head was over and over again, like, fuck that, get this guy some Pepno-Bismol! Like, that's all I heard in my head over and over again, the, uh... From the alien sequence in Spaceballs, yeah, oh, yeah. uh, and then we meet, you know, jo- Joey Joey Larazzo was my friends call me lasagna, which is yeah. 
But you can call me fucking Duke. <laughs> it's like my, the, my favorite line in the movie. That guy is awesome. Him like, it's like the one line where he's talking to his cellmate and all of a sudden he just points to the poster of Rambo. He's like, I love this guy. <laughs> like, he's, like, he's the star so, power in this movie. <laughs> yeah, and, and Vigo does not care about your stupid nickname, Mr. Lasagna. Like, that's just... <laughs> yeah, nobody here knows you. You can make up whatever nickname you want. You don't have to yeah, have people like, call you Lasagna. You could, be, okay. you could be Panic because you never do. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, good, good, good. So we're 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 skipping over a very important part. Sharp having a nightmare about Charlie, um, right? That's yeah, a, that's the. And or, then so Sharp like totally overacts the part where he wakes up. And he's like, oh! <laughs> he, <laughs> not only does he jump out of bed, he's like tying the sheets around his neck like a noose, like he's. He's like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> he's choking himself out. It's so he jumps over out the of top. bed like he got shocked by that ghost lightning. <laughs> yeah. but, then, but then he he um, gets a late night call saying that he has to go coach the evil hockey team. So I mean, it really it puts no, 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 no. Pretty- I think you're confused. That's not what the phone call was about. It was a phone call because two hot shots from the city shot the clerk at the sack of suds. And they need him to send him to the chair. <laughs> this movie would have been a lot better with Ralph Macchio in it. The set of this movie is so legit. Yeah. Like, it reminds me of the Mansfield Reformatory, which is a northeastern Ohio thing. That's where they do, That's where they um, filmed uh, Shawshank Redemption. And you can go there for ghost tours, I think, year-round. But it's a big deal to go to the Mansfield Reformatory in um, October. For their for their Halloween like haunted house walks, yeah, it, it's um, I don't know, they're like, it's cool. I, I think it's cool and also like really terrifying. Like they they put the electric chair. The electric chair was never at that prison, but they put it inside the gas chamber that was used to execute convicts. And it's like, man, that is like really uncomfortable to me. Like, that's, yeah, really dark. <laughs> like, like there's still a bunch of people who died in this room where you're shooting this execution scene. Um, I, I have to say the other thing that really impressed me, so there was two things that really jumped out at me when I was watching this movie. The first thing was like the practical effects in these death scenes are so horrific and bloody and nice. Like, I agree. Like that's why I was like, where did this movie come from? How have I never heard of it? Because the, the kills were all practical except for the, the, the lightning, which was painted on, which I don't mind. I actually, you know, in the times before, computer generated things they would paint on the celluloid and it's very obvious that it's you know not really it is not real but I, like, I have a soft spot for that kind of stuff yeah it's like that really awesome electrocution scene in a chopping mall oh. <laughs> um, not to be confused with the really awesome head explosion in chopping mall <laughs> uh, but the other thing that jumps out at me with this movie is like Having known nothing about it going in, except that this is the movie that got Rainy, the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, is like, that makes total sense. <laughs> like, vindictive spirit killing people in horrifically bizarre ways. Like, yep, nope, that fits. Like, the, I can see how someone watched this movie and was like, we should give this dude Freddy. Yeah. Um, and give him now. the Freddy with the best death scene in all of Freddy history, the cockroach death. Yep, Absolutely. I knew that you were going to say that, and I I agree. Now, here's a question. 
could you guys I mean, I can accept a lot of logical leaps in horror movies, but it didn't really take you out of the movie when all the inmates like filed off the bus and almost all of them are wearing trucker hats. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like who, 87 may have been the year of the trucker hat. 85. 85 may have been the year of the trucker hat. I had just been born. I don't know. <laughs> if you look at the, uh, the Chinese Zodiac calendar, that was, in fact, the year of the trucker hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Adam with the zinger. He always... Yeah, no, this movie, this movie's good. I, it, again, I think its title is not doing it any kind of favors because this is. It, it, I, I, I imagine there's probably fifty other movies that have prison in the title that are more well known than this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, it did come out at the same time as Hellraiser, for starters. <laughs> well, you guys keep harping on that. Maybe it should grow on its own merits. Maybe. It should, but it's it's so. This is a weird comparison, but, uh, like, I saw Less Than Jake last night, and uh, their set was they were performing all of Hello Rockview from start to finish. And throughout, they were, like, throwing out fun facts or whatever. And when they got to uh, Big Crash, they were like, this was originally supposed to be the first single and music video off this album. And then we realized that we were coming out the exact same week as Green Day's Nimrod and the mighty mighty boss tones. Let's face it, and we didn't think. Damn. He's like, and we didn't think that this song had enough power to topple those. So instead, we did a video for my best friends are all metalheads, and that still didn't work because both of those albums were unexpectedly massive. <laughs> so it's like you do yeah. have to compare. Yeah, like, that sucks for them. Yeah, but like you do have to compare sometimes. Like, yeah, Hello Rockview is a great album, and I would even argue that it might actually be a better album than both of those <laughs> albums they were up against. But the numbers don't lie. People paid more for the Green Day and the Boston's. People paid more for Hellraiser is what I'm getting at. <laughs> um, yes. Sorry, there was an awkward silence. I wanted to fill it with something. But yeah, I, I mean... Adam's got something you can fill your awkward silence with. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, I, there's, there's the R jokes. Um, but, but yeah, so this... we actually get 20 minutes in before the implied prison rape, which I was pretty impressed with. I was expecting them to have one of those right off the bat. With a movie called Prison from the 80s, they were not going to pull any punches as far as making it look like a terrible place for any man to spend any time. But uh, then Debo shows up, and I was like, my grandma gave me that chain. <laughs> Come on now, man. And You're then, fucking with my uh, Don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> fuck with my money's like, fuck with my emotions. Um, that's that's big worm, though. But anyway, uh, dumb idea number one, giving these inmates pickaxes. Dumb idea number two, leaving fresh-faced Viggo Mortensen alone in the creepy basement. I mean, that's kind of like, as far as horror movie logic goes, they really, I mean, and I've watched House House on Haunted Hill 99 enough times to know that you don't break down a wall that looks like it was built to hold an ancient evil in. Just. (laughs) Well, the other other big thing um, that, that I didn't think about at the time I was watching it, but now in retrospect, I'm like, God damn it. This movie does that, like, like Vigo is 110% like the misunderstood bad boy with a heart of gold in this movie. It's like, he's in jail, but like they seem to imply that it was just like, oh, he's just a small time con man, like nothing big. But he's just that dude who's like, fucking charging into flaming buildings to save people and shit. Like, like, yeah, but he's also the dude that's grabbing people by the nuts and stuff, too. <laughs> hey. Well, that's probably why he's so popular in prison. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> I just love like um, they they are never not talking about their assholes in this movie. They're constantly going on about their assholes. He's like, "Well, what isn't contraband around here? Your asshole. You either do this for me, or I'll blow out your asshole. Like I'll I'll rip your asshole. <laughs> like constantly. Right. Stop. Um. So um, and that was actually my next note was like, why does uh, why does Vigo have to gra- grab? rapey mouth breathers nuts because that guy could not breathe out of his nose to save his life um but that um the the constriction death that happens right afterwards right the um the the the, is that the one with the the all the barbed wire yeah you're talking about the guard and all the barbed wire and stuff yeah 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 yeah. but this movie has um a year at least a year i mean if we're talking about when things were were released it's got a year on the thumb through the forehead kill in um, Halloween 4 that we were raving about a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So it's possible, guys. You can get a thumb through the forehead and fucking die. <laughs> God, I just... I feel like... I know Adam said that this is like he enjoyed it, but he'll probably never watch it again. I feel like I will definitely watch this movie again. Like, I, I think this is one of those movies that has that great pacing where it's like... It does a good job of hinting that bad shit is coming without immediately jumping into the bad shit. Uh, I and, and I I, th- I like the way that it builds the different scenes. Like when Rabbit is trying to make his big escape and all of a sudden all of the metal starts to like crush him. And then you're like, oh man, this is going to be... Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. That's the death I was talking about, the constriction death. When Rabbit's trying to escape... Yeah, and the metal holes going through. through his head, right? Yeah, that's the one. Okay, it's not thumb through the forehead, it's metal through the forehead. Yeah. Okay. But like it shows that close up of him and you're like, "Oh, something bad's about to happen." And then it just cuts. And you're like, "Ah, oh, f- like you feel like, okay, I've been robbed of what could be like a really gruesome death." And then they pay it back to you anyway cuz his fucking ripped apart body just drops out of the ceiling and splatters all across the table. This is also one of those movies where the 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 main villain is such an idiot cuz like <laughs> like the warden I, like, it's one of those movies where I feel like if you're in the shoes of the warden, right, and even if you don't believe in ghosts, you know, we'll take that off the table. You don't believe in ghosts. You've seen enough, enough supernatural shit going on. Like, why is he punishing the inmates? Yeah. you Like, so you think that there is an inmate that is loose in your prison who is able to somehow make the the underground cell so hot that it chars a guy to pieces. <laughs> can climb into the ceiling tile and crush a man to death with metal and then additionally wrap one of your guards in barbed wire and smash them through the ceiling. <laughs> like, like, there's definitely a point where you have to be like, I don't think this is the prisoners doing this. <laughs> well, he's so skeptical that it, it's, you know, it is something supernatural. But then he is also, like, going down to the uh, the electric chair and, like, putting that cross there and stuff. And it's like... What what are you doing exactly? Like, do you not believe it, or do you know what's going on? Like, what the fuck? So, can you guys explain? Because I I think I may have missed a key element here. So, I know that Charlie was murdered, was sent to the chair for a crime he didn't commit. Um, and I know that the old "Don't let me die in here" guy and the warden all were connected to that in some way. 
but I think I missed what exactly happened. Did they kill an inmate and frame Charlie for that murder, and that's what got him put in the chair? Did they even talk about it, Adam? I, I don't. Yeah, no, honestly, I can't. I can't answer that question. I don't know exactly. There's a lot of loose ends that really aren't aren't explained in this movie. I wonder if this movie was a lot longer and they had to trim it down, and in doing so, lost a lot of the stuff. Like, why the fuck does Burke and Charlie look exactly the same? <laughs> yeah, I have to agree that there's definitely something that got left on the chopping room floor that would explain a lot. Let me see if I can find any fun facts in that book of movies that you need to see before you die see and this is only an hour 40 i don't know why they couldn't have left you know one or two scenes of of exposition explanation in there they probably i mean it still kept my attention the whole time they could lengthen it out a little bit yeah adam adam doesn't mind a little bit of length nope i i like them lengthy i like them girthy (laughs) yeah it doesn't say anything in here i mean uh kane hodder was the was the charlie ghost who wasn't kane who did Kane Hodder not play in the 80s? Freddy Krueger. <laughs> okay. All right, all right, there you go. <laughs> I stand corrected. I know you guys said you had a couple more notes. I, I'm pretty much, I, I've said my piece with this movie. This movie's great. Jason, this is an awesome recommendation. I'm going to watch it multiple times. I, and maybe try to solve some of the questionable mysteries that I have about this movie. But listeners, pay attention. This is the type of shit we like. <laughs> <laughs> You can't expect them to actually pick stuff that we enjoy. <laughs> not all the time, but every once in a while. Listen, there was a point <laughs> not too long ago where Adam's like, can we stop doing horror movie night and just like do a podcast where we watch good movies? <laughs> but <laughs> but I've, I feel like prison has been like... And I was the one who was like, no! <laughs> yeah, I feel like prison has been the breath of fresh air that we needed after the last couple of weeks. Where it's like, oh, yeah, I was, this I was wasn't torture. I thought, we had, I thought we had exhausted any good movies that we watched, <laughs> We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. So, thank you guys. Uh, so, we're going to do something a little bit different at the end of this episode, though. Normally, this would be the point where we would do, like, the what did what did we watch this week. But for the next three weeks, uh, each one of us is going to take the uh, proverbial podium and campaign for their movie in our little poll of what film should we discuss as our first movie in 2017. Now, at this time, I need to remind you guys that the purpose of this is that this is the one time that we do have the option to do a non-horror movie. So we come up with movies that aren't things that we would normally discuss on Horror Movie Night. Last year, the winner was Zardoz. Now we have our campaign going, and I believe stepping up to the podium today is going to be our very own Scott Roger. Yes. Scott, you are campaigning for us to discuss Beastmaster. Convince our our listeners to, to vote for this. All right, so this is this is my argument. When we started having this conversation about what are we gonna, um, we each got to pick a a, a non horror film, 
that may or may not be good, Adam, um, Adam almost picked What Women Want last year. And then he went with Zardoz, and Zardoz won out, and he spent the last 12 months saying that he was going to pick What Women Want again. And it came true. Our, our worst nightmare came true. Adam wants us to watch What Women Want. Matt went with the Hulk Hogan classic Suburban Commando because Matt loves wrestling. He also loves uh, Gremlins 2, and he loves the uh, – isn't the Hulk Hogan in – in Gremlins 2 as yeah, well, everybody? I, I mean, I could have went with Gremlins 2. I could have went with Mr. Nanny. I could have went with Santa with Muscles. I could have <laughs> went with No Holds Bars. But I really was drawn to my childhood favorite, Suburban Commando. But I'll talk about that at a later date. Continue with Beastmaster. All right, so Beastmaster uh, is my pick. And it was because I thought, why not a sword and sorcery? Because I grew up with that shit, and I really used to – I just – I would watch it. It does not matter if it was good, if it was bad, if it was just a bunch of oiled up men swinging swords around. Take that for what you will. But Beastmaster, I've never seen the entire Beastmaster. All I know from Beastmaster is the scene where he um, watches some kid get um, turned from flesh to bones and, and green goo by these winged monsters with no faces. And uh, I was like, man, that's that's worth mentioning and, and hopefully discussing on Horror Movie Night for our, our one non-horror pick, even though it is kind of a horror scene. So I, um, the couple things about this movie that are of note in relation to our podcast. The, the female lead is Tanya Roberts. She is um, the girl in the uh, blue and white tube top in... Um, Tourist Trap, 1979, the one who looks kind of like Linda Carter. But um, uh, spoiler alert, if you didn't listen to that episode, did we did we post a retroactive of that or do a, re- a redo of that one? We uh, we did a redo with a with a guest co-host, and it made our hearts oh, explode with fright. With fright. <laughs> uh, yeah, with Brian. That's yeah. right. Um, so yeah, Tourist Trap is such a great film, and I uh, I. I knew that Tanya Roberts was in a couple other things, but I just hadn't hadn't tracked any of it down because it gets really tiring when we have to search for bad horror movies all the time. <laughs> uh, so anyway, she's in that, and that was also directed by the guy. Uh, oh, Don Coscarelli, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. So so it goes back to our Phantasm two discussion from two weeks ago, and the third thing that I wanted to mention is my campaign promise. My campaign promise to you guys, if you pick Beastmaster um, on that episode, I will sing the musical numbers from the Beastmaster play or the Beastmaster musical that they talked about on Robot Chicken. Right. It's not fair when, <laughs> when, when our co-host is talented and he can actually <laughs> offer people things. Hey. Adam, you can offer them your body. You're talented with that. That was Prison from 1987, as picked by Jason. Thank you, Jason, for that uh, pick. Just a reminder that if you swing over to the Patreon, patreon.com backslash HM 
N podcast. You can donate and get all types of cool stuff like a shout out that we had in the beginning of this episode. Uh, we love the support from you guys. We've got a lot of cool stuff in the works. Uh, there are definitely going to be t-shirts in the future, uh, like in a month or so future. So that's pretty yep, exciting. Yep, in less than a month, basically. Uh, in January, we will be sending out our first group of packages to our $25 subscribers. Uh, we're doing our first convention in March. There's already a bunch of cool stuff uh, on the horizon, and we are more than happy to keep making that cool stuff happen. Uh, so thank you guys for all of your support and love on the Patreon. Also, don't forget that you can email us suggestions at hmnpodcast.com, and you can you know have an episode on the air that you picked, like Jason over here. Yes, you can also find us on Twitter at hmnpodcast. And you can find us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com backslash horror movie night. We um, are able to post every single thing we've ever done as horror movie night. Um, I, I was recently on the Fright Corner podcast, and um, afterwards I was talking to the guys, and and I mentioned that they can they only have X amount of hours on SoundCloud. Luckily, we are sponsored by SoundCloud, so we have unlimited amount of time to just infect your ear holes with all the stupid bullshit that we love to talk about and you can listen to us rate subscribe and review us on itunes which is actually the way that i listen to us i listen to it on my phone which i don't know if that counts as itunes or not but whatever so thank you guys as always and we will be back next week with a pick from me Quick, how is Vigo's last name pronounced? Mortensen. Mortensen? Okay. <laughs> Just wanted to confirm that for this intro. Should have told him the wrong way. <laughs> Mor- Morganbum. Amorto. <laughs> <laughs> what is Vigo Amorto? <laughs> All right. We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 